The Altar Life. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Like, how come wrong numbers are never busy? Huh. That is so true. <laughs> it's Every time some I jerk call. on the other line <laughs> picking up. It's like, faithfully. Who's this? <laughs> no, who's this? You have the wrong number, pal. <laughs> yeah, pal. And I always try to say, oh, sorry, and you hear click. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, boss, you got the wrong number, boss. <laughs> Chief. <laughs> oh, I can't stand this. Yeah. When someone gets the wrong number for me, I'm the most polite person. I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. It's okay. <laughs> because I've had that awful experience. But anyway. Anyway, thanks for listening. This is The Altar Life, in case you thought you like tiled, dialed into the wrong radio station. Yeah. Dialed. Get it? Ah, <laughs> didn't even plan that. Yeah, we have another show for you. And uh, it's on cue, so we better get moving with it. <laughs> it's in the queue. Wait, are and, we on the air? Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's part two of our Pride and Prejudice series. Prejudice. <laughs> Prejudice series. And uh, obviously tonight's Prejudice. Yeah, because last week was Pride. And if you didn't hear it, um, well, sorry, you missed it. Uh, <laughs> maybe you'll hear it on a repeat sometime. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, if you're lucky. <laughs> um, because it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't learn much from it about pride <laughs> no, at all. Yeah, right. Just like we won't be uh, learning much about prejudice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully we do. Hopefully the Lord sinks it into our hearts. Uh, but we're, we're spending our time in Luke 14. That's our jumping off point for this series. So get your Bible. Stay tuned. Get a lemonade or some other wonderful drink. And um, snuggle up for a little bit of the altar life. <laughs> we have a special place in our heart for this show about prejudice because there's a lot of people that don't listen to our show. And they're prejudiced against the altar life with Brent and Jeff. And that's my stance. Anyway, um, we're in Luke's Luke's Gospel, chapter 14, verse 7, and on until 14. It says, So he told a parable to those who were invited when he noted how they chose the best places, saying to them, When you are invited by anyone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in the best place, lest one more honorable you more honorable than you be invited by him and he who invited you and him come and say to you give place to this man then you begin with shame to take the lowest place but when you are invited go and sit down in the lowest place so that when you are invited you come the one who invited you comes he may say to you friend go up higher then you will have glory in the presence of those who sit at the table with you for whoever exalts himself will be humbled and whoever humbles himself will be exalted that's what we talked about last week and now these last three verses the prejudice part then he also said to those who invited him when you give a dinner or a supper do not ask your friends your brothers your relatives nor rich neighbors lest they also invite you back and you be repaid but when you give a feast invite the poor the maimed the lame the blind and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you for you shall be repaid at the resurrection of the just yeah that's a good good um, passage talking about prejudice, talking about the fact that, you know, we are so appearance-centric, if you think about it sometimes. Um, it's all about what we look like, and we judge people a lot on the cover instead of looking into the heart and um, doing things because it's going to bring us something in return instead of loving somebody for them, you know, coming out of our prideful selves, stepping down off our pedestals. And I'm um, serving each other without looking at the outside. And that's something, you know, that we all do. I'm guilty of it myself. Um, and I know you are guilty of it too, Jeff. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I don't, don't want to be here all by myself. <laughs> I'm dragging you in with it. That was the almost with dirty and left out. That is what we're talking about tonight. 
those that are poor, maimed, lame, blind, those that are the outcasts that God has called us to reach out to as Christians because that's what he's done through us. You know, if God was prejudiced, none of us would be in the kingdom because we're totally not, you know, God-like or Christ-like the way we should. And uh, aren't we thankful that um, even though we were dirty and left out, uh, God cleaned us up, brought us in. (laughs) That's so true. I I keep thinking about the fact that, um, you know, I'm prejudiced. If I'm prejudiced to somebody, you know, they could be prejudiced right back to me. Like, it's not like we're the only ones in the world that no one has an issue with. You know what I mean? Like, it's so easy for somebody to look at me and just say, you know, you know, they're not as cool as me or they're not as white as me or they're not as, you know, seriously, like that stuff, race and all that stuff happens, you know, that prejudice um, happens all around us even today. Um, And it's such a shame that we can, uh, that we see it even, um, that, that we even fall prey to it. That was Jars of Clay, Lonely People, that cover. I like I like that song. I always like that song. Yeah, it's a classic, and uh, it's totally, um, you know, it's a great outcry for those that are lonely. Because, you know what, there's people even in the church when you're sitting there, you know, and you just think about it, like they don't really have a place where they feel that they are welcome other than church. That's the only place they feel. And even in churches, people aren't welcome. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of ludicrous when you think about it because... You know, the fact that God welcomed us into his house when we are so undeserving, so, you know, so um, different and so, um, you know, at enmity, you know, he opened the doors for us to to really, you know, be reconciled to him. And yet we are the first people to, you know, set up walls. And and prejudice is totally based on uh, our own perception of what is good and what is, you know, you know, what how we feel. It's totally selfish, you know, prejudice. It's It's not that you're... It's focusing on what you you think is right and placing it into somebody else's life, and like you only see them through your own glasses instead of looking the looking at them as Christ looks at them, and looking at them as Christ looked at you when He said, "I love you in spite of all these things." And um, you know, there's a lot of examples. You just look. I just you know think about you know the people that you see on the street that are just totally you know just dejected, homeless, whatever they are, destitute. Um, or they're just, you know, you know, plain old white trash or, you know, they just live in such a, you know, a, a filth and, and, you know, they're just sinful and they are rebellious and they've just gotten into this lifestyle and how I just totally have this, you know, puffed up attitude about, you know, about how they're, they're less than me or they're different than me or, you know, not even that I think that God loves them, you know, loves me more than them. But I really do think that, probably, in some way. You it's know? like you drive by, instead of having a heart that wants to help them, you're driving by them going, man, I'm so glad I'm not them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no. I'm so glad I don't have to yeah. be there. I'm so, so glad, glad God loved me enough to not have me there. Yeah, it's <laughs> such a it's such a really, like you were saying, it's just it's kind of like Pride's cousin because, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's why they're two shows, Pride yeah. and Prejudice, you know. But it's kind of like we have to, we're so stuck on ourselves sometimes that we can't see past ourselves enough to look at someone who is different than us that is hurting is different than us that needs the Lord as much as we do um, and we we set up a you know it's, it's we keep our distance by setting up that wall that you were saying and um, kind of pushing those people away from us um, even within the church the clickiness of the church and the you know you can only be in my group of friends if you like you know like Jim Carrey movies and you play guitar you know what I mean? Those are your two requirements. And uh, it's, like, so stupid. It's, it's you know, whatever happened to just loving somebody for who they are as opposed to what they can bring to the table 
Um, yeah. <laughs> dude, I was I was only friends with some kids because they had Nintendo when I was growing up. <laughs> so that my parents didn't want me to have one, so um, I had a computer and other stuff. So like, you don't need Nintendo, but I wanted one so bad. I would just like be friends with them, just so I could go over to their house and yeah. play video games. <laughs> That's the classic yeah. thing. I remember going over to my friend's house, and I always wanted to play their Sega, and uh, they were bored with it because they had it already. But I like couldn't get enough of it. And they're like, let's not play this. I'm like, no, I no, want to play. <laughs> play. This is what I've lived for. This is the only reason I'm here, <laughs> not because you're a good friend. <laughs> but it's totally true. It's totally, yeah. uh, you know, human nature to set those boundaries up because. Let's face it, we're amateur lovers. <laughs> Good lead in. Uh, here's Switchfoot from their latest CD. Here's Amateur Lovers. The Last Night by Skillet. That's a a great song. You know, it was one of the, the best songs in Christian music of 2007. But beyond that, the topic of the song, uh, I'm just talking about someone who's, who's just fed up. You know, they don't feel that they belong on this earth and yeah. they want to end their life. And, and that's such a real uh, experience that we may encounter. Especially in the church, um, you know, you would think that it's not uh, involved in church, but whether it's youth group or you know college age or or even you know older folks that they get to this point where they don't feel accepted. They feel like the only way that they'll feel good is if they're not they they don't have that hurt anymore of being rejected or being an outcast, and they they want to end their own life, and it's such a shame. And I can even catch myself being like, oh, that person, I can't believe they would. They would do that. They weren't thinking about the people that was going to affect when they took their own life, and it's just a total wrong attitude. Like instead of like being like, "Man, I should have, I should have reached out, or I should have done something more, or I should have, you know, included that person uh, when I, you know, I didn't want them to break up my chemistry of friends by adding their weird personality into that." You know, they didn't bring, uh, you know, the one guy's the funny man, the one guy's the straight man, the other guy's the, you know, the popular one. You know, yeah. <laughs> they didn't fit that mold, so I. I left them on the outside and the effect that that has on people to be to be on the receiving end of prejudice it's just a shame you know and I you know we receive it in such different ways obviously there's the racial prejudice uh, you know I, I can receive like the you know beliefs prejudice like that people are prejudiced against me because of my beliefs and you know there's so many different aspects just because I don't agree with them on something they can you know shut me out or and and being on the receiving end is really is really painful and uh you know, we're just talking about that, that last song, especially The Last Night by Skillet, uh, really hitting it home. So Yeah, that Jeff, <laughs> I'm like sitting here listening going, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. I'm like <laughs> nodding my head. Um, but, I, you know, I, I was sitting here thinking about different people in my life that I've known. Um, you know, one guy in particular who actually I knew and he committed suicide. It was a neighbor of mine who lived up the street. And um, he was a kid who, like, was weird. You know, like, everyone knew he was weird. Um, he was into weird stuff. Um, he really just was kind of like a loner. Um, and, you know, we would never wanted to hang out with him because, you know, he was just weird. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, man, I don't you don't want to mix it, mix in with this guy. You know, he's just like crazy. And um, we used to make fun of him and stuff. And I remember, um, you know, one day he just, you know, he, he built a bomb and he blew, you know, and he actually got in a car and he drove down the road and he lit the bomb and he shot himself. And luckily the bomb didn't go off because it said it would make a crater in the road. But um, it, it's a real story. And I just think back in that and I was like, you know, could I have changed the, you know, his his life in such a way that I could have shown him Jesus? Um, that And even though he was weird, to get beyond myself, my selfishness, um, and to step into his life and maybe be a positive influence and make him feel accepted, it might be something that could have changed his life. Um, you never know, you know. But not to dwell on that. 
sad story, um, but to think about the fact that, you know what, we, we need to get past ourselves in order to uh, shine Jesus. So next song we got, Barlow Girl, I Need You to Love Me. Go. <laughs> I just love that. It's just two letters. Go. Go. And it, it says so much, especially in the context of what we're talking about, where Jesus set a, a great example of breaking that down, the prejudice, yeah. um, breaking down the barriers. Just think about all the examples, uh, you know, between with the adulterous woman um, and, you know, going and sitting in Zacchaeus' house, yeah. going and sitting in, you know, the, Matthew, the tax collector and eating with him. And, and I mean, Zacchaeus <laughs> had nothing going for him. He was like a tax collector. So he was hated. He was short. <laughs> he was. He was. People prejudiced, pre- were prejudiced against him for his height um, and for being a for being a real scoundrel. Yeah. And um, you know, just there's so many. I mean, just think, as you were going off, I was just thinking there's so many examples of how Jesus, um, you know, Jesus went to and purposefully went out of his way to touch these people's hearts. You know, yeah. No matter what, it made him. Uh, he didn't care about what people thought about him for associating with the likes of these. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like they're like, oh, look at it. He doesn't even realize that the one, you know, the woman who is, a, you know, a harlot, basically coming and breaking the alabaster flask over him and anointing him with oil and and the one. I believe it was Simon judging it and saying, man, if he knew the likes of this woman that was touching him, he wouldn't even you know have anything to do with her and he's just thinking it and jesus he's right into his heart and says he asks him the question you know who do you think you know someone who's forgiven a lot do you think they would love more than someone who's forgiven a little yeah. and, and it's just such a great you know jesus is always great for asking those questions and like if you if you're prejudiced against someone because you know they lived a, a, a sinful life or where they've had harder time in their christian walk then um, you're totally on the wrong side. Jesus wants you to be more welcoming for those that are weak, those that are blind and lame and, you know, have a halt in their step. He wants us to reach out to those because they need help. They need that love. They need to be welcomed so that they don't feel um, depressed and rejected. (laughs) You know what? We think so, we think so much highly of ourselves than we should. Um, you know, Jesus wasn't was willing to go to eat with those people, so that they could either know him, um, or they could be encouraged. And um, you know, I'm I don't even want to go eat with people that are my friends that I don't necessarily like that much. <laughs> uh, but they think we're you know we're friends. So anyway, it's so important that we um, have the heart of Jesus and really reach out into the people that are less fortunate than us and it's not in a prideful thing like oh you're less fortunate than me so I'm going to reach out to you it's out of humility that we reach out just like Christ did you're listening to the altar life with Brent and Jeff Jeff you got something on some cool cat from the OT <laughs> the uh you know the box we want to put this whole show in is just to, you know we want to give you an example in scripture that you can hold on to of uh breaking down the walls of prejudice and uh this is going back to Second Samuel chapter nine. David, the king of Israel, um, Jonathan, and uh, who was Saul's son, had made a pact with David, saying, "You know, don't you know, show kindness to my, don't uh, cut off my family." You know, mostly when kings would take over, they would like kill everybody in the family, so there was no uprising to steal the throne back. And they made a pact that they would show kindness to one another's families. And um, Mephibosheth actually was lame; he was crippled after. Uh, Saul and Jonathan had been killed. His, the maid actually 
was carrying him and dropped him when he was five years old and, and was lame from that time on. Uh, totally an outcast, you know, being crippled back in those days especially. You know, if there was any infirmity or anything, you were considered as, you know, cursed of God or God had smitten you uh, because of your sin or whatever. Mephibosheth, totally undeserving. And David, because of Jonathan, he wanted to show kindness to Mephibosheth. And uh, it's such a great story, Second Samuel chapter 9. Um, it's great because he, he invites him to come and eat bread at his table continually. He says, you're going to eat whenever you want. You have the full full freedom to come and eat at the king's table. And the best part about that is when he was seated at the table, you couldn't see his infirmity because he was crippled. He couldn't see his legs that were broken. When we're at the table, you know, there's no differences. You can't see that when we're all sitting at the king's table, truly. And uh, he says, he bowed himself and said, what is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I? That's what Mephibosheth saw himself as, was a a dead dog. And, um, David was just like, no, man, I'm going to show you kindness. He says, you're going to eat at my table like one of the king's sons. That's what he says. That's so cool. Like God did that for us, that he sees past our infirmity or our, 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 uh, you know, our abnormality, you know, our sin that totally separates us from him. He looks past all of those things and allows us because of the kindness of his heart to come, even though he was lame. You know, Mephibosheth, it says he ate continually at the king's table. And, yeah. It's and, totally cool. And Luke, four, Luke 14, that ties right in with our verse tonight. You know, talking about inviting him to the feast. It says, invite those people, the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind. You know, just like King David did with Mephibosheth <laughs> saying his name five times fast. Anyway, you know, the wrapping up this show and this series on Pride and Prejudice, you know, it's... The, the point of tonight was just to say, you know, it's not all about... What you can, what you know, in relationships and in the people that you come in contact with is not all about what you can get from those people. It's all about what you can give. And it's all about how you can make a difference, how you can make an impact in someone's life, and how you can lift somebody up um, when they're down. And um, not to be so selfish that you miss an opportunity um, to, to lower yourself down in your own mind. Um, because really, we're all the same you know, before the Creator, um, but in your own mind to li- lower yourself down enough um, to mix in with somebody that may need our may need you, and may yeah. need encouragement. I ask God for that we would see people through His eyes. I ask that especially because that is the biggest problem, especially in the church, is that people start getting their you know discernment goggles on, and they just start like you know, that's where you get the biggest problems when people start uh, dividing and and. Uh, finding fault and and then really just taking it out and people feeling outcast unloved uh, unwelcome uh, and that's why the story is so special you know don't do things just for what you can get do it for what you can give you know don't just have people that can repay you Mephibosheth could never repay David for his kindness this is the last song of the night it's carried to the table by Leland until next week be cool cats live for Christ